Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What's up, you guys? This is Jeff Cohn again with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders and broker owners from across the country that are performing at a high level. We have an amazing guest today coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Matt Hermes. Matt, welcome to the show today. Matt, thank you. appreciate uh, you having me here. Looking forward to getting to spend a little bit of time with you today. Well, I absolutely appreciate your time and our guests um, that come out on the show. Obviously, they're not getting paid to do this. They're doing it out of goodness of their hearts to share the top techniques that they've implemented in their business that have helped them get to where they are today. I was talking with Matt a little bit before bringing him on live, and he was talking to me a little bit about some of the challenges he faced almost a decade ago and how he was able to kind of overcome those. And I made the point that in social media today, everyone wants to brag about all the ways they're great and all the, their amazing accomplishments. And rarely do people talk about their failures. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to start off talking about some of Matt's initial failures in the business, I guess successes and failures. And then we're going to kind of segue into a satellite office conversation. In KW speak, Matt currently runs a mega agent office. Um, there's a lot of different brokerages that offer this option. I like to just call it a satellite office where you have a franchise that's the mega ship and then agents choose to office outside of the mega ship uh, with all their transactions still flowing through the mega ship. So we'll speak to that here in about 15 minutes. But Matt, why don't you kick it off just talking to the guests or sorry, the audience about your story, where you came from and then where you guys are today. Sure. So <clears throat> it, to make a, a, a short story long or long story <laughs> short, however you want to say it back in... Um, November 13th, 2009, which was a Friday. So Friday the 13th, 2009, I, I finally got to a point where uh, the exit strategy that I had in place, and we all know what an exit strategy is when we're talking about business, is you know, getting to a point, selling your business, uh, moving on to your next chapter in your life, so on and so forth. Well, mine back in 2009 was, uh, was a little different. And, and what that looked like was I had a, a good life insurance policy uh, taken out on myself a little while earlier. I had the, the plans of hopping in my you know, Ford F-150, driving up the interstate uh, 85. If people, if you're around, know Atlanta, you know Interstate 85. And at exit 173, that is right at the, the bridge to um, going over a, a lake, a local lake here. Well, you know, my strategy was I was going to drive off that bridge. I was going to end up in the water. I was going to drown myself. And my wife was going to be sitting on a nice little nest egg of uh, insurance money. And she was going to be able to take care of our kids and, and kind of get rid of me being the problem. And, and what that really stemmed from, Jeff, was, you know, two th I got in the business 2002 had a very, built a very good business up until about 2006 and the market started crashing. Um, 2008, uh, my son was dying, my adopted son, we adopted two kids uh, from the Ukraine back in 2000. My son um, was diagnosed with a very rare bleeding disorder that every time the, his medicine hit our front step, it was a $25,000 uh, package of medicine that hit twice a week, uh, excuse me, twice a month. 
Uh, my daughter lost her eyesight. She was eight, nine at the time. She lost her eyesight. Um, so I went from, you know, a beautiful young lady that could see the world to a beautiful young lady that couldn't see, didn't know what I looked like. The market was crashing. I was losing my house. Uh, I lost my house, kept waking up every morning, waiting for the uh, repo men to come get the two cars that we had leased. And, uh, life sucked. I mean, it, it was awful. And, and my wife uh, hated me um, because I was drinking too much. I, I was uh, in the throes of alcoholism. I knew I was, but I wasn't ready to admit it. And she sat me down or I sat, we were sitting in the kitchen. I know exactly where I was sitting on that day. And, and she said, Matt, um, I talked to my mom. Uh, my mom has said that myself and our kids, our three kids can come stay with her and you're not welcome. And it was like that finally hit me that I needed to stop. I needed to do something different. So um, that was Friday the 13th, no November of uh, 2009. So I'm coming up on 10 years sobriety in, in a week. Um, Congratulations. And you know what? Thank you. And for our listeners up to this point, this is obviously, this will become the Cinderella story. So stay tuned. If you're super, <laughs> super depressed, like I am right now, um, it will get better. Matt has climbed out of this and I'm sure there's still some demons floating around, but you've gone through some stuff. I mean, I have three healthy children that have never, you know, go, we've never had to go through anything like that. I can't even imagine not to give you a pass, but to show some empathy well, here, I mean, that, that's yeah, a lot, that's a heavy burden. It sucks, but you know what? I, I look back on it now. So today, you and I talked right before, you know, our team just crossed over, you know, 1.1 million in GCI for the year. We'll be selling 160 to 170 houses this year. It's not a massive business, but it's a massive business to me compared with, you know, just short 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I always tell people, I wouldn't wish my past on anyone but man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I am today who I am because of who I was 10 years ago. Um, yeah. I am, uh, I will tell everyone my story uh, because I think it helps and, and no one can tell me, well, not no one, 99% of the people out there in our business or in any business can't tell me that, oh, I can't do it because blank, because I can turn around and mm. say, look, this is what I've dealt with. This right. is what we went through. So if I can do it, if I can climb out of this hellhole that I put myself in and the economy put us in, you know, the market crashed, it sucked. Mm -hmm. But if I can do it, anybody can do it. We've got a, a highly uh, functioning team. We've, there's seven agents on the team. I've got a full-time admin, full-time um, marketing director, outsourced, you know, ISA. So we're functioning. We we were able to buy our satellite office. You know, in Keller speak, it's called a mega office, but our satellite office a year ago, and we did that very strategically. We we bought it in our farm, and if for those that aren't familiar with the farm, it's where we like to live, work, and play. We farmed to about to about five thousand homes, and we are smack dab in the middle of it, and it was very purposeful, and and it was a a strategic thing that we did that. We needed to get out of our, we didn't need to, we chose to get out of our main Keller Williams office and, and it's been awesome. So you asked, you got that answer. Absolutely. Well, they, as they say, <laughs> the devil's in the details. Unfortunately, we will not have the time to find out how you put yourself in that mess come November 9th, 2009, or was it 19th, 2009? 13th. But I would, well, 13th, 2009. 
uh, almost a decade ago, but I would like to discuss maybe two or three steps that you had to take that you, when you look back over the last 10 years at what you've accomplished and now where you are today, where most of our listeners would beg to have um, over a million GCI. I know we didn't do that um, until like 2015 or 2016 to make over a million dollars, almost 200 transactions, a strong team. Um, what were some of the things you feel like you had to do consistently when it was those dark days? Because that's not easy. You just flip, you don't just flip a switch and now you're a new person. You have to become something else to get to the level you're at today. So what were some of the major steps you took to become who you are now? That's a great question. And, and it's, you know, when we, when I jump started my business back, you know, basically it was January 1st of, of 2010, we had, I had no money. I mean, the money was not an option. So <clears throat> what I made the the very purposeful decision was, is I was going to give back in huge ways. I was going to volunteer my time. I was going to volunteer my, any resources that I had, my uh, knowledge of real estate, knowledge of, you know, life. And we started doing a bunch of community service type work um, just to get my name out. So I was an individual agent at that time. And it was anything I could do to volunteer to help. I did. Um, a great example is a, we gave free tax assessments when property tax evaluations came out. We said, I said, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll give you a free, you know, analysis of your home, um, send you the comps, what closed last year. And that took off. And we got, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, the first year we literally just closed someone Friday that we gave a, a free tax assessment evaluation in March of 2015. So it. it works. It takes time. Yep. But did, did you guys communicate that to your 5,000 farming area through mailers? How did you uh, communicate? No, no, at that point, no, it's just word of mouth. And it was social, some social media. The subdivision that I live in had their own web, has their own website. So I just went on the message boards. Hey, do you want to fight sure. your you know, property taxes? let me know. And what that does, Jeff, is, is I'm able to get their name, their address, their phone number, their email address, why they're, when they bought their house, and then have a conversation. How long are you planning on staying? So yeah, on and great. so forth. And it just morphed into itself. And so, it offers a great value. I mean, in our absolutely. market, we're, I'm in Douglas County, Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> and 50% of the people that contest their tax assessed value will actually re- be able to reduce their tax assessed value. Yeah. 50% of the time. That's real money. And that cost us nothing. Right. Just your time. Yeah. Uh, What are some other service projects that you guys did? And I I bring this up and this is actually a really great topic. It's when we start talking about SOI engagement through events. Um, I just interviewed Michael Mayer a few weeks ago, the author of Seven Levels of Communication. And Michael mentioned that he wishes he had included events in his book. He might write another book about events. I actually think he's hosting an event in Atlanta, sometime this this month in month of yeah I'm, I'm actually i'm speaking of i'm speaking at it with oh great uh, in relation to just what i'm about to talk about and michael okay, mayer perfect. was a big influence on me back um years and years ago when his uh, seven levels of communication book first came out i read that book probably five times okay um but one of the things that we do is when we were flat broke my church gave me a, a meal like they provided us a thanksgiving meal so for the past four or five years, our team finds people that needs a meal and we donate them a meal. And I we do that. that through community outreach. And we go to our community and say, hey, we want to feed. This year, we'll feed 200 families. Mm. We say, we want to feed 200 families. We've got the families. Now we need the meals. And people can either 
write us a check for $40 and we do the shopping or the families can do the shopping, yeah. bring the food to us, and then we disperse it. So, here, again, so here, here's my question. There's a lot yeah. of different charity events that one could host, um, lots of different ideas. How do we get credit as the business entity that's promoting the charity without it looking like it's a business strategy where I will say first and foremost, it's about giving back. Number two is culture. When your team works together to serve something bigger than yourself, it obviously creates unity. And then number three, which is just a consequence of doing the right thing, it's going to help you build your business. What are some of the right steps and what do you feel like are some of the wrong steps in terms of getting credit for those service outreaches? Well, I think the 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 way to get credit for doing it is to just say we are doing we the Hermes Realty Group, and you know I'll just tell you the Hermes Realty Group is donating baskets of food to blank blank blank. Or this past year, I read on Facebook uh, a charity that was collecting prom dresses. So we said, hey, we're going to collect prom dresses for you. Again, it's uh, doesn't cost us anything. The community gave those prom dresses to us, and then we delivered them to this. Um, beautiful uh, young lady that was donating these and they set up, set up basically a mall for these underprivileged young ladies to go get a free prom dress. So we just collect them. What I did is I said, if we collect a hundred dresses, I'll put on a dress and I'll drive <laughs> down to where we dropped them off in our movie. Tell me, th- tell me this happened. It happened. And oh, it- we need pictures. Everyone's you go on, see go this, on my Matt. website, you'll find Biscuit, the office dog that we talked about briefly, standing next to me in this god-awful purple dress. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun. So you incorporate all this stuff in, and it's, pro, you know, it's, it's purposeful. But sure. it's not all Hermes Realty Group. It's not Hermes Realty Group buy a house from us. It's Hermes right. Realty Group. We want to give back to those I love it. that need. Absolutely. So, That's cool. So one of the things I've, I've done personally is as people start to watch you, and this goes out to all of our listeners, they watch you have success. They think you have all these extra hundreds of thousands of dollars to give away to the, you know, all these different charities, which obviously isn't the case, but we would like to allocate some of our overall gross revenue to pay towards charity. So what I do is if an agent on my team comes to me and or someone outside of the team and they want us to donate money, instead I'd ask for them to donate their time and I'll use my, the money to help promote the event or the charity that they're passionate about in the form of running Facebook ads. And then we're responsible for the ads. And just to your very point, Matt, our team, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, will help support that charity. It'll be our name on everything, pushing people to go to a certain event. We like to get our moving truck at that event. So if it's the prom dress thing, you park the truck somewhere and everyone brings their prom dresses. If it's you know back to school supplies, whatever the case might be, fill the truck, Omaha's Elite's truck, and people can see us in the community giving back. I think it's awesome. How does somebody in the Atlanta area get in touch with you if they want to learn more about opportunities with your team and how do our guests refer business to you and how do we go and see a picture of you in this purple dress <laughs> well um thank you for that and, and again i'm i didn't come on here to to get business and and referrals it's awesome of i course. came just to kind of share my story but if somebody wanted to reach out to us you can check out uh the Herm, uh, hermes or com. Uh, you can check out our blogs. You got all that. Uh, to reach me personally, you can. I'll give you my direct office line, which is 678-775-2787. Again, 678-775-2787. And we work all of Atlanta. Atlanta is a huge market. So if we don't work a specific area, we've got a lot of great business partners, partners that we can 
get you in touch with. And, and that's the thing. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. If you can't service someplace, don't take a freaking referral. Pass it on to somebody else. You're just not going to do them a, a good service or justice. And you're still keeping 25%. You're not doing any work. Hey, so everybody listening, please go out to iTunes, uh, give us a five-star review, give Matt a shout out if you've gotten some value out of his story. We're going to be getting into satellite offices here in a minute, but before doing that, I want to invite all of our listeners to our first team building workshop of 2020. It's going to be the last Monday and Tuesday of January. You can find out all the information about that event, as well as our other upcoming events on our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Just simply click on events. If you want more information on the workshop, click on the workshop tab. I know we have some dates already set for March as well. And then we are already starting to promote our summer event, which is the Team Building Summit. It's a full two-day event um, in downtown Omaha. We stay at a brand new Marriott Conference Center. And we've hosted it two years in a row and we get over 100 people. It's a great event for team leaders. We teach teams. We teach entrepreneurs. We teach seventh level in KW speak from millionaire real estate agent. We don't want agents selling real estate. We want agents teaching others to sell real estate and building a scalable business while creating ancillary businesses that run parallel. So let's get into satellite office and let's end on that. We've got about 10 more minutes, Matt. Um, I know you had mentioned you chose to go away from the market center, the franchise hub and open up your own office. I'm curious financially how that makes sense. If you could share a few ways that you feel that puts more money in your pocket, I'd love it. Because of course the broker shop is going to argue that it's going to be too costly and it'd make more sense to operate out of their hub. Sure. So, you know, we thought long and hard about, uh, you know, purchasing. Well, for me, uh, leasing was not an option. I wasn't going to go out and then lease space. I needed to find a, a, a building, a, a freestanding building that I could buy. And in where we are is there's not a whole lot of them. So when this thing, when this one came up, it, it made sense from a logistics standpoint. It's right across from our, the elementary school that the kids go to. It's split this difference between two major uh, points of uh, grocery shopping because everybody, you know, grocery shop, grocery stores are huge. The Home Depot, it's a half mile from the Home Depot. People and still right eat. Off, That's one yeah. of the great things going into the 21st century. People are eating still. That's it. So, and it's, and it's literally right in our farm. So I said, okay, we're, we ended up buying versus leasing because I want to be a property owner. I don't want to be paying somebody else's mortgage. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm in the business to make money and I'm in the business to build assets and wealth. So mm -hmm. it was buy the building, invest in the building. It does cost us more from a lease perspective or from a, a rent perspective, if mm -hmm. you will, the mortgage and all that, but it's been hugely beneficial. And, and what we found, which was a surprise for us is the amount of walk-in traffic that we get. Hmm. We had somebody just pop in the door yesterday that's looking to buy a, a house, um, you know, 250 to 300 range that, you know, you can't buy that lead, right? Right. No, You know, exactly. he, he just walked in, saw our sign, uh, sure. stopped in and-, and Okay, you know, so- Advantage number one, ability to buy a space rather than leasing. Because if you're leasing from your broker or leasing from your satellite, you know, whoever owns the commercial space in your satellite office, either way you cut that up, you're leasing. So you got to buy um, a building. What percentage of that building are you occupying and what percentage are you subleasing? 
This building is 2,100 square feet, so it's not huge. So we're 100% occupancy. Okay, perfect. All right, so what would some of the other advantages be? I know a lot of people argue like your break room, your mail room, the bathrooms, all these extra you know, tangible benefits of being at the hub, you know, you don't have that. So you had to hire a receptionist, I'm assuming. No, our, our ops manager is the receptionist. So, and again, we don't have a bunch of walk-in traffic, so it's few and far, not, it's, we don't worry about that. Um, you know, the, the benefits are just, you know, we're there, it's closer to most of our teams where they live. They don't have to travel down the interstate. It's, uh, community, community driven. Um, we have a huge amount of, of visibility on the road, a main road, uh, mm-hmm. thorough, uh, cut through or thorough. And that's thorough. all going to your team instead of it going to the hub, who then is going to refer that out to somebody within the company. Correct. That's maybe working duty time. So autonomy is huge. You know, having your own space, your own culture. I know with us, we have 3,200 square feet. We lease in a Berkshire building. Happens to be the number one office in the country in unit sales, the building we're in. It's 100,000 square feet. And so we're on the third level in a little corner and it's really hard to feel like there's community and culture. I'm already trying to create that within my own team and then trying to assimilate into these other 900 agents. I really like this idea of having a satellite location where I operate a lot like a brokerage without having to be a broker. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, one of the things that we just did was for Thanksgiving, uh, this is the second year because we own the building. We had a pumpkin patch and uh, we've got a, a, big green space next to us that we own. So we had client, a forever client event that we bought 200 pumpkins. We're able to set them outside and and invite our our friends to come and and pick up a free pumpkin. Uh, We did TSA, you know, pre-check event that we're able to get people there. What's what's TSA pre-check event? Oh my God. Um, you and I can need to talk about that, but that is, uh, you know, TSA, when you go through the airport, yeah. you don't have to wait. Well, yeah. they have a, they have an RV that they brought. Get to. out of here. Yeah. Like a blood drive, but for getting your TSA pre-approval. Yeah. No and we get 400 people a week that come to my office. They're not going to have that in Omaha, unfortunately. I bet you they will. Really I'll have to look into that. I hear now everyone wants the global, not, not TSA pre, but like the global one that works internationally. Well, I don't know about that, but, uh, so, but we're able to do a lot of stuff that we couldn't do at our, at sure. KW main office. People will be mad at you. Hey, you can't host yeah. a pumpkin party in the parking lot. Right. Right, good point. So I think autonomy is the number one, especially anyone out there that's a high D alpha that wants to just not really have rules and just be able to do their thing. It is it is cumbersome to have to get every single thing approved. I remember I moved from an indie brokerage over to Berkshire Hathaway in 2015 and I had a moving truck at the time and I had to work to get approval and he, my broker was cool with it, but I had to get permission to put a, a truck in a parking lot. And it's like, I'm paying 7,000 a month in rent. Why am I having to work on getting approval for a truck in the parking lot? And so that does yeah. create, you know, the, it's nice to have that autonomy. So when you're, and speaking of that autonomy, you know, those big blue, you know, those big chairs that you see down at the beach in front of uh, restaurants. Yeah. yeah. We just put one of those up in our, uh, in our building. Oh, it's that's cool. Called, like the oversize that you get pictures yeah. with and stuff. It's, yeah. So it's the big blue chair, got our logo on it. People are taking photos in front of it. So now we're just drawing people into our building that that's cool. wouldn't be there for any other reason. 
So audience members, stay tuned. This is going to be a topic that I think we're going to hear a lot about. And you, you know, Keller Williams specifically, I know Gary Keller has always been a big believer in teams. I've heard whispers that there's going to be a new independent brokerage opportunity for agents that want autonomy, that don't want to be inside the hub, if you will, that want to be able to break off and do their own thing, but they don't want the typical requirements that maybe having a traditional franchise would require. So Stay tuned. In the coming weeks, we will be diving deeper into this topic, I think, once it's a little bit more public. Uh, but Matt, this was a great interview today. I know definitely we'll want to have you back on. As a thank you to you for coming on our show, any event in 2020 will be free for you and a guest. If you'd want to come out to Omaha, spend a few days with us at our team building workshop, team building summit, or our investment workshop. So we'd love that to have you awesome. out. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Cool. Well, thanks again. Thank you for sharing. I mean, that's pretty authentic, guys, to hear Rock Bottom uh, planning to drive a truck off a bridge and have his family receive a life insurance policy all the way to today where he's helping and you know, serving the community in so many different ways. Um, of course, running an amazing business in a satellite location in your own commercial space, doing over a million dollars in gross commission. There's a lot of people that will envy your success and accomplishments, Matt. Please reach out to Matt if you guys have any questions. Um, of course, he already shared the best ways to get in touch with him. And then again, go out on iTunes. We had worked towards 100 reviews, Matt, by the end of 2019. We just hit it two weeks ago. So now I've let our audience know we're going to work towards 1,000 reviews before the end of 2020. There's no better way to thank us for the you know information that we share on our podcast than to go out and give us a review so that other high-minded individuals that are wanting to become entrepreneurs, that are wanting to scale a business, are going to be able to take all of these this information and be able to apply it to their businesses. So thanks again, and we look forward to the next episode. Thank you.